Ben Carson, the HUD secretary, planning on cutting the budget for his department. Spends $31,000, yes, $31,000 on a dining room set for his office. Meanwhile, Michael Steele responds to CPAC's Ryan Walters, who, of course, said Michael Steele only got the job as Republican head because he was the black guy. And clueless actress Stacey Dash is running for Congress in California. Three great stories because we love Black History Month, even though it is March, but not quite great enough for the top 10 for this week. So what stories are in the top 10? We'll talk about them in just a moment here on the weekly wrap-up show from This Is Conversation. This is for the week ending March the 3rd, 2018. And welcome to the show. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I'm the man behind the works at thisisaconversation.com and what's going on for this podcast weekly wrap-up show we do every single week where what the whole mission is, we have a website and a social media focus that reaches out to the world, lets you know what stories are going out there around the world, even when the breaking news is stuck on the same breaking news story for days at a time. We put out links to various stories across various different outlets across the world. Actually, this uh, podcast reaches about 20 different countries when it's downloads and the stats, at least so the stats say. And we see what you think are the more important stories of the week based on what you react to. Now, you simply react, you like, you love, you share, you hate, you respond, you reply to the stories via Twitter under the hashtag or under the name, I should say at TH underscore conversation. And of course, on Facebook, look for This is a Conversation. Make sure we are set in your settings so that we're popping up in your feed. We know a lot of things getting blocked these days. We want to believe that we're something kind of important to you. So thank you so much for being in the loop or letting us be in the loop for you to make that happen. Now, let's get on to the main show. Oh, by the way, we do not have a we don't have a bracket section. We'll do a little talking about the possible death of the brackets. I have to do a part Mia Copa and a part soul-searching rant in a bit for the middle segment. So it'll be a little bit of a different episode, but we will have everything in place. And we're doing some thoughts and maybe a bit of praying over how exactly we're going to go forward with that segment or the whole podcast. However, the meat and potatoes is the top 10, followed by the almost relevant story and rounding out the stories, plus as many extras as we can within the time frame. We'll see how that goes. But first, let's get to the meat, as I said, before we get to the dessert. And that is the top 10 stories for this week. We start off with the 10 story this week, and that story is this headline. Record crowd rushes to Florida gun show. Now, we know that we're believing that somebody's going to take our guns. We had a school shooting two weeks ago, and what's really odd about this is the kids who were involved in the shooting, that the ones being shot at, were able to organize, albeit with some help, to make this into a national movement, a national statement that's not going away, enough so that the president has flip-flopped at least twice on his position on what to do about these things, including the fact that now he's basically saying he's going to just outlaw things outright, even though he's talking to the people at the NRA and saying something that's totally different, apparently. But what does any of that have to do with this week's story? Well, we had a headline that was published about thousands of people going to a Florida gun show at the Florida State Fairgrounds, essentially doing what we do when something happens in a panic, people trying to buy up as many guns as possible before they start outlawing or the threat of outlawing the sale of guns. This is a panic that the people who make guns and the people who deal guns usually do their best to take advantage of, even if it's 
mostly false. Now, yes, there will probably be some sort of gun reform coming up in the near future, but the fact that they're going to not stop letting regular citizens buy guns is probably not the case. We'll see exactly how things play out over the weeks and whether the president flip-flops again, to be honest. Let's move to number nine story this week. This one has a jump in response of 10.3% from the eight. That is headline. Director Kevin Smith suffers massive heart attack. Now, this happened, we posted it on Monday. So it happened on Sunday night into Monday where Kevin Smith, while doing an appearance, had a two-show appearance, decided to cancel the later show to go stop by to the doctor to find out that he had 100% blockage in an artery and was essentially dying He thought the pain in his chest was just something to go look into, and it was something that needed to be dealt into immediately. So Kevin Smith, because he says he canceled that show, essentially saved his life because he was stuck around any longer. He probably would have just sort of died in in the passageway at the stage and not have been able to get to the hospital as he was in dire straits, even unbeknownst to him how bad he was off when that one. So we have thoughts and prayers going out to Kevin Smith even though there were some issues with thoughts and prayers in that whole story. But that is the story for the nine spot this week, Kevin Smith having his heart attack and having it, luckily, in a chance where he decided to go get himself checked out and not just wait it out. So if you're feeling those chest pains, don't wait it out. Have someone check into it. On to the next story. That one will be the number eight this week. It gets a bump response of 12.15% from the nine. The headline, at least four killed, four injured in Lightshire explosion. And I apologize for butchering that name, but we're just going to go read it straight from the headlines we have for the story we have off ABC News. At least four people have been killed and another four injured in an explosion and fire in central England on Sunday. Emergency officials were still on the scene in Lechire, about two hours north of London, on Monday morning, searching a collapsed structure and investigating the cause of the explosion. At least one of the four hospitalized had serious injuries, according to authorities, who warned that there could be others who have not been accounted for. The structure, with retail shops on the ground floor and apartment above, was completely destroyed. Now, Lechire Police Department called it a major incident and they ordered a public uh, to avoid that area. We don't have an update to this story, uh, at least not from ABC News in this link, but this is a big story that we had coming down in the middle of the week. In fact, it came down, we posted it on Monday morning as they were dealing with the aftermath there. A number seven story this week, President Trump pays his respects to the late Reverend Billy Graham at the U.S. Capitol, where he lies in honor. This one only gets a slight bump in response of 0.83% from the eight, but this is a very big and very serious story for the week. We know about the passing of Reverend Billy Graham happening last Friday, actually. And, of course, all the preparation it takes to get to his burial, which happened a few days after this happened, he got a chance to lie in state in the U.S. Capitol, something that very few people who are not presidents have the right to, so very few people have done that, and something that is very timeless honor uh, for the people who spent plenty of time in line to pay their respects to the Reverend Billy Graham on that day, including President Trump, who gave some nice words to the passing of the Reverend during the quick ceremony inside of the building. Of course, we posted this as it happened on Wednesday. Uh, His burial was on Thursday, I believe, a private ceremony uh, that was just his family at his library. Moving on to the sixth story this week, ex-NFL player Jonathan Martin's disturbing post might have led to a school closing. Uh, We posted this last Friday. This posted right after we locked down the listing for this week, so it didn't get a chance to get any votes for it last week. Uh, This one, it's a bump in response from the 7 of 11.57%. Now, here are some of the weird details to this story. 
The ex-NFL player Jonathan Martin was detained at a Los Angeles Air Hospital where he went to seek treatment Friday after his threatening Instagram post led to his former high school closing for the day. A person familiar with the situation told USA Today Sports, which is where we're getting this story from. Martin was trying to check himself into a hospital, according to the person who was not authorized to speak publicly, but they did it anyway. Here's the quote. The individual believed to be responsible for the social media post is being detained. However, he is not in police custody. The, inter- the investigation is continuing, but the rest assured, but rest assured, we believe there is no threat to any school in the L.A. area. Now, here's what happened. Harvard Westlake is a private high school in Los Angeles suburb was shut down because of a threat that was posted on social media. Something weird posted by Jonathan Martin. This caused some thought that maybe there was going to be some sort of shooting at the school, some sort of violence at the school. Of course, we're just basically three weeks away from a shooting at a school and another, uh, I guess, another almost shooting in a couple places as well. We will see if there will be help for uh, Martin and how the school will move on. This is going to just continue to spark the whole gun debate and, of course, the mental health debate, which is still getting a backseat to all the debates that are going on at the moment. We hope that it gets some front seat version pretty soon. Move to another school, another shooting, although this one gets a little weird. Teacher in custody after shots fired reports at Dalton High School. No students in danger. This is the five-story this week. Wednesday was the date we posted. 2.22% jump in response to that one. Now, here's the basics of it. Um, A teacher at Dalton, Georgia, at Dalton High School, fired off a gun inside of a classroom. There's also a video of students running from the school when they heard the gunshots, and the school district had to bust the kids to a convention center, about 2,000 of them, to get away from what was the possible threat because that's in their plan to deal with that. Now, here's what went down. Police say that Jesse Randall Davison, 53-year-old social studies teacher and a play-by-play football announcer for the school, fired the shot uh, during his planning period around 11 a.m. in a classroom. It was an empty classroom, and when a principal tried to put the key into the classroom while teacher was working on his planning period, he apparently shot the gun off in a corner, which was enough to cause all the issues that one would expect. Gunshot wound didn't injure anyone. The school placed it on cold red anyway. As we said, they evacuated the kids, uh, and it was not a drill. It was a serious incident. We will see how things go down with this one. Of course, he was put in custody because of the reckless incident, and we'll see how far that one's going to go. We move on now to the number four story this week. Accidental drowning was the cause of Bollywood actor Servardi Kapoor's death on Saturday. We posted this down on Monday. This was the most tweeted story, the most response on Twitter we had this week. We're going to start doing that uh, of the week. This story had the biggest response on Twitter. It gets a jump in response in total of 25.36%. A lot moving for that one. Uh, We'll read the story from that one because I'm not familiar with her work, but it was a very big story that we saw trending. We put it out there, and you guys did say it was good enough to put out there. Over the weekend, Trudevi died in a boating accident, and they believed that alcohol was involved, and so that's where they came up with the drowning thought or the accidental drowning because being inebriated. She was an actress who defied all rules of acting in Bollywood. In fact, she sort of overtook the male-dominated scene and was one of the largest actors 
actors in Bollywood, being an actress as well, and was just um, amazing and phenomenal for the people there. In fact, so great that she was giving a state funeral uh, that overtook the entire nation and just became a large celebration of her life, which uh, wrapped up late in the week on Wednesday. So we are saddened for the loss and the people who loved her and her family, and of course the millions apparently who loved her as she was cremated with full state honors in Mumbai during the week with fans, fans, friends, all sorts of folks playing tribute to the actress who was pretty great. We may not have heard of her here in the States, but apparently she had a very large following around the world. The number three story is a holdover from last week. It popped into our hearts and minds and thoughts and our top ten list last week, and it is about the Arm Me With movement. One more time going through that one. Of course, it's a story about teachers with a hashtag saying, Army with and allowing things they want to be armed with, which includes more funds, more help, good students, a better school, better pay, things they rather have be armed with than guns in the classroom. As a three-story this week, we posted it, of course, right before the deadline last Friday. It is a response jump because it was still growing then from the four of 127%, so that much higher coming through. Now, on the flip side, it's essentially a basic tie with the number two story, just slightly above the two story. Uh, that is, or slightly below the two story, so we gave it the top honors for this week because it was brand new. This one we posted on Sunday, and it was Prince Harry and Meghan Markle being warned not to invite her fame-hungry half-sister to the wedding. Now, we here over in the States, across the pond, if you will, are all a tizzy because we about to have a princess, especially us in the African-American community. Uh, it's, you know, it's like Black Panthers being extended by having Meghan Markle, who is an actress, marry a uh, British royal, and we're all kind of jumping on the bandwagon. While we can't all literally jump in on a bandwagon, one person they are asking not to be th- brought into the bandwagon is Megan's half-sister. Now, this story gets a little bit petty, so bear with me. We get the warning from Scott Rance Moosen, who is divorced from Megan's half-sister. Her name is Samantha Grant. Now, Samantha and Megan apparently aren't seeing eye-to-eye. Samantha's got a book coming out fairly soon called The Diary of Princess Pushy's Sister. So, uh, she, I guess she's Princess Pushy's sister. It, it, whatever. It's a memoir about some things that she says she doesn't like about her half-sister and the blah, 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 blah. But the the former brother-in-law is saying don't invite this chick to the nuptials on May 19th because she's just trying to get in the spotlight. And that's a pretty big spotlight for a royal wedding. Your mileage may vary on how you want to play that story in your life. But Meghan Markle's being asked by her former brother-in-law not to bring the sister-in-law, sister, half, what. Well, yeah, we're, we're done with that one. Let's move on to number one story this week. And this is a pretty big one based on the grand stage we have going on right now. This week was the CPAC convention. It's a convert, conservative uh, convention. It's like um, Woodstock for conservatives, I, I guess. It's where most of the big conservatives' names across the nation show up to hear speeches and pat themselves on the back. Of course, this comes at a time where the NRA gets a chance to rail on the fact that they should have more guns and all the other things in the issue. Wayne LaPierre had the chance to open up CPAC on the first day and rail into the whole guns thing. Uh, Dana Loesch had a chance to say some things as well. And one person at CPAC didn't get the grand response that most people get. Usually it's a red meat fest where people just cheer on the folks 
on stage. Apparently it was a bad booking for this one. We go to the actual story in the headline for this week. Conservative commentary calls out Trump on sexual harassment allegations at CPAC. This is the biggest Facebook response of the week, and it gets a jump in response from the 2 slash 3 story of 95.69%. In fact, a jump in response from the 10 story, which was, of course, the gun, sh- gun shows in Florida, 694%. And from the almost irrelevant story this week at 114, 9,500%. Let's get into the story very briefly, if you will. We're going to talk about conservative political analyst and commentator Mona Charon, who's been known in the circles of commentary for conservatisms for many, many years. She's a veteran of the whole movement. She's not one of the spring chickens that are popping up all over the place. But she railed in on President Trump over sexual harassment allegations, the ones against him and one against the people that are working for him. Here's a quote. I'm disappointed in people on our side for being hypocrites about sexual harassers and abusers of women who are in our party, who are sitting in the White House, who brag about their extramarital affairs, who brag about mistreating women, without mentioning the president's name, of course. That's how that goes. Well, that wasn't the quote, but there you go. More of the quote is, and because he happens to be an R after his name, we look the other way. We don't complain. Also, not mentioning the guy's name, but hinting at who we may be talking about. Of course, because this is CPAC and it's all about conservatisms, people boot because conservatives love the president. Even if the president may or may not be all that conservative in the way he's working. So you can take that, your mileage may vary on that one as well. Now, Mona Sharon got uh, earful when her speech, uh, being one of the few conservatives who were touting down what the president was doing, despite the president like I said earlier, not quite being the conservative he promised he would be or just being conservative at all. That, of course, as you said, the biggest response on Facebook this week, uh, the biggest response all week is number one story and just a pretty big story uh, because of you guys. Now we have more great stories in the pack, but in order to make sure that you get the right stories in here, or I should say we get the right stories in here from you, you just need to follow us on social media. It's pretty much that simple. Follow us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation and on Facebook at This Is The Conversation. And when our stories pop up in your feed, like them, love them, share them, reply to them. Just interact with the stories. The more interactions per story, the higher they go up in the polls. And they may end up in the top 10 like this one. Or they may end up in the top 15 or they may show them out to be the almost irrelevant story. We'll see how that all plays out coming up in just a bit. So stay tuned as I do a brief explanation on what may or may not be becoming of the brackets segment, which I loved and people said they loved it. The guests loved it, but there's there was a problem. We'll talk about it. Well, I'll have to pour some things out to you. You'll play my therapist in just a bit here for the Conversations weekly wrap-up show for the week ending March 3rd, 2018. What is the Potter family? This is Turbo from the Turbo Cast. This is Matthew McDonough from the Passersby Podcast. Hey, this is Bro from the World of Row Podcast. This is Greg from the Sports Dance Podcast. This is Jason from the Three Is Comedy Podcast. Hey guys, it's Rad Dad Chad, Jay Mills, and Lil Man. From the Full of Fiber Podcast. This is Matt Pierce from the Crossover Podcast. This is Adam from Everyone Has a Podcast. We are you. Podcasters coming together in a community to help one another grow. So follow us on Twitter at Potter Family. Use the hashtag Potter Family in your tweets and retweet other people who do the same. Potter Family, where great podcasts come home. 
I know I advertised three full segments, but we may just roll into the almost relevant and the rounding out to 15. In fact, it may be the way the show rolls from this point on after this quick Mia Copa explanation sort of segment here. Not sure if I'm really honestly in the mood to do a promo for a sponsor this week because of just everything's going on. Although, if you don't do a sponsor, you can't really get paid. So, let's just say this. If you want to help out what's going on with us here at This Is A Conversation, go to thisistheconversation.com slash sponsors. Thisisaconversation.com slash sponsors. Or just go to the main website, click on the sponsors button, or there's listings of everybody that's there. Click on a banner ad somewhere inside and just help us out keeping things on, keeping going. Now, for the main attraction here in the middle, almost last segment, the brackets interview, the brackets segment, the unfair brackets that we created about this time last year when we first now did it. Um, well, here's the honest truth. Things have gotten a little difficult and things have gotten a little great, but mostly a little difficult in the planning stages of things going on for this podcast. Now, I do do too many podcasts, which is problem number one. But all the other podcasts I do, I can basically batch them up with every material. I can time them out to a better extent if I pay attention to the timing, but I can do them ahead of time and have them set. In fact, I can tell you I have about six weeks worth of the already running podcasts that are in the bag, so I can launch some new ones in the upcoming weeks and have them ready to go. And those, I have three weeks already set ready to go, and one I'm going to do the pilot in a few days to play with that. Give myself six weeks to get those launched. This one is real time, if you will. It's recorded, not so much live, but recorded over the span of the Friday. So Friday morning, I sync the numbers, get all the data I need for the podcast, for the information, the 10 through this week, 119, I believe. And then I start recording. I do the first top 10 segment. Then I wait to do the interview segment. And then with time allotted, we finish it up with the almost irrelevant, the rest of the top 15, and then whatever we have time left for. That's how I know how it works out. It's because I do the full part, produce it, cut it up, edit it, have it ready to go, do the promos that need to be done, do the interview and, and edit it out as need be. And then the time allotted takes about six minutes left of time mostly. So in about 15, 20 minutes, I have it synced up at that point in time. It's been harder and harder to make the time to make the scheduled for for the interviews. Uh, sometimes I can't get somebody within the window that I'd like to have them. That's between 2, or I'm sorry, 10 and 2 p.m. Central Time, and that's been a difficult thing lately. Sometimes their schedules have been kind of off, and I don't have a way to have a backup person. Sometimes I'm just waiting till 6 o'clock or even later to get that person's interview and then have to edit and get it done. And these are timely podcasts. These are timely stories. These are only good for, if you will, uh, the weekend where they are done. Now, some of the interviews are great and some of the perspective given in interviews are awesome. So you can use those for an evergreen sort of set. But the timing of the stories in general are limited. There's a shelf life to the stories, to what's going on, even though looking back, sometimes it's good to have. But I don't even have time to really work on looking back type stories. So we're not going to pour any 40s for the brackets just yet, but don't be so surprised if it doesn't seem to come back in a normal sense anytime soon. In fact, don't be so surprised if within the next two weeks we decide to trim this thing up into a tighter podcast, maybe uh, something close to the lines of a half-hour radio-ish built podcast 
although a half hour show means it has to be 22 minutes as opposed to 46 minutes. So that's going to be kind of hard on the me guy, the guy that's running it. But if we're just focusing on being in a podcast, it's no big deal. Podcasts can kind of go as long as they need to. So we'll be tweaking this thing to see what needs to be done in the next couple of weeks so we can see all the big pieces that we need to. I like having three segments, so that's the good part of it. But we'll see what happens in the future. Otherwise, you can help me out by just letting me know what you like or liked about the whole podcast, the whole shebang. Contact us via the website at thisisaconversation.com or you can send me an email directly to info at letter J, Cleveland like the city, P-A-Y-N-E, Net. That's info at jclevenpain.net, and you can send it to jclevenpain at gmail.com if you want to. But it's I'm doing a lot better job of sticking to the business sense stuff in the business email. So it may not be getting checked all day, but it does get checked every day for important things. So info at jclevenpain.net is a better way to get a hold of me. One more time, info at jclevenpain.net. Grandma says I need to work on slowing down sometimes. That's the biggest thing that's going on. That's another thing I'm going to miss about the interview thing. The interview gave me a chance to interact with someone in real time in those sessions without, to the best of my ability, not having to re-edit any questions, any issues in the thing. Some have been a bit more interesting than others. But anytime I get a chance to have a real-time conversation with a person then record it on digital, we don't do tape anymore, it helps me in my presentation. So a lot of this, this, a lot of this stuff I'm doing is for you guys because you guys are interested in the news. A lot of it is for me because it's therapeutic and it also helps me get some practice. And so the shared ability to get something out of it has been great. So share with me what you're getting out of it, what you're still getting out of it, and what you'd like to get more of because maybe I can add more things to there. We'll still have the rankings game after the top 10. That's always going to stay there. That's that's an easy, simple thing since I'm already doing the top 10. We'll figure out what to do with the extra stuff, and we'll try to find some ways for some guests here or there. But I believe because of that, we'll no longer have anything close to the 46 minutes of, of time in the podcast and, of course, uh, the panic and stress of making it under 46 minutes, 45, 50 to be exact, at the end of the podcast after the interviews go kind of long and have to edit those down. So that's enough of that. I do believe we will have a third segment. So coming up after I speak about selling you something, I will speak about giving you the last in the last bits of news stories for this upcoming week or this past week, I should say, and talk about the upcoming week in time allotted, which will be a lot of time this week from the weekly wrap up show from this is a conversation dot com. Of course, this is the week ending March the 3rd, 2018. We're going with an old standby for this week and the podcast sponsor, and that will be Coffee for Less. Coffee for Less, one of the earlier sponsors we got in on the program, and so glad that they're with us because at the time, I drank a lot of coffee, and now I drink a lot of tea. And because of that, I like to get my coffee, my tea, my hot chocolate, my chai, and all my accoutrements go along with it for as little as possible, but still get a great deal. Coffee for Less is even better than going to your downtown grocery store because they're going to offer it to you with the same level of expertise and the same level of experience and the same level of quality that you would get from the store for a little bit less and of course a bit 
extra more in the way of convenience because they're going to ship it right to you. And if you have a problem, just make contact with them and they'll fix it as quickly as they possibly can. Coffee for Less is offering you coffee for less. It's simple. It's easy. And if you're a coffee, tea, cocoa drinker, and most of us drink some sort of beverage, you even have snacks as well. If you want a quality snack for your office, for your home, for your kids, for your group setting, check out Coffee for Less and check them out via our link at our website so that you get an extra special deal and we get a little something too. That's thisistheconversation.com slash coffee for less. Thisistheconversation.com slash coffee for less. One more time, thisistheconversation.com slash coffee for less to hook up with Coffee for Less, where they will offer you coffee, tea, chais, all sorts of great things, including snacks for less. So for future broadcasts, look for this whole shebang to be redone. But for right now, we're going to stick to the format we've had for the last uh, couple of months where I will go ahead and give you the housekeeping now and then wrap up with the stories. We'll give you the almost irrelevant story and then rounding out the top 15 and then we'll be done for the day. Won't go quite top 20. That would be a bit longer than I think it needs to be. But we'll tell you what exactly didn't quite make into the top 10 and we'll trigger some other great feature, we hope. I say great sort of speaking it into existence because I have no idea what the future will be, but I surely hope it turns out great. In the meantime, as you have heard many, many times before, to get your votes in, if you want to call it a vote, to get your response into how the things come down for the top 10 or almost relevant, you just simply follow us on social media, TH underscore conversation for Twitter, and this is the conversation for Facebook. Follow us, and when you see a post come through in your feed, like it, love it, hate it, share it, reply to it, interact with it as much as you like to show how much you like it, and those stories get more love and find their way into the tops of the countdowns every single week. If you have more information on any, or if you want more information on anything you have going on, just simply go to the website, thisisaconversation.com, or send me an email directly, info at jcovenpain.net. So on with the wrap-up, much earlier than expected, but it's a new day, and we're going to roll with it. The almost irrelevant story of this week is story number 114. I misspoke earlier, 114 specific stories this week. And the headline that we use on this one is, Pediatric Academy says to screen teens for depression. Now, it's kind of sad that this one was the almost irrelevant one, but I guess it's good that it's in because we get a chance to talk about it a bit more extensively. We'll go through the top, the 11 through 15, quicker. Uh, But a new guidelines released this Monday by the American Academy of Pediatricians uh, recommended that all young people over the age of 12 get screened for depression. This is essentially all teenagers should be screened for depression because many people, especially many adults, are not properly diagnosed for depression or other psychiatric diseases. This became a really big deal three weeks ago when we were dealing with the issue from the school shooting, but just in general, anyone dealing with depression or extended sadness, a lot of people are dealing with it and dealing with it without help and in silence, and that's no need to do that. So if you believe you know someone who's suffering depression in general, teens in specific, make sure they seek medical professional help uh, is the first thing they should do. All teens need to be checked out because 
there's studies have shown that teenage brains, in fact, brains up to the age of around 22 or so, are not quite fully developed. So there's a whole lot of weird things going on that may or may not make sense to us and to them. So if you know someone, especially a teenager, who's having issues with feelings, have them seek some professional help to see if it's something that's going to be a long-standing problem or if they're just dealing with something in the moment. And as I always do when I get a chance to, I remind folks about the Suicide Prevention Hotline. It is 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. If you feel like you're a little too sad and can't figure out why things are not working away, that phone number is man 24-7-1-800-273-8255 for the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Make sure you call that and you'll thank me if, if you're feeling a little off on that. Now let's roll through the headlines for 11 through 15. Big stories, but not big enough to make it into the top 10 because of who knows? Math, I guess. Let's start off with a pretty big story in Russia, though not the Russia development of any collusion, but Russia developing a new missile that is almost in, that has almost unlimited range and can pierce U.S. defenses. By the way, we don't know if those defenses actually work anyway. But this said per Russian President Vladimir Putin, he has an invincible missile that's bigger than ours and bigger than North Korea's. And I'm sure he has a much bigger button than both of us as well. And he says his missile is going to take out us if we need to. We'll see how that works. Or I guess we won't see if his missile takes us out before anything happens. We go to the number 12 story this week. Ben Carson, the head of human of housing and urban development, human and housing. That's weird. The head of housing and urban development is planning on cutting costs to make the department run smoother. Meanwhile, he spent five times the amount of budget to redo his office on just a dining room set for his office. $31,000 to be exact. More money than should have been spent and more money that is allotted to be spent without any sort of oversight. He and his wife say they did nothing wrong but made their office pretty. Okay. Malcolm Steele got into a beef as he responded with CPAC founder or runner Ian Walter about the racial insult. The racial insult was that Michael Steele was not the guy to run the Republican Party years ago just because he was a black guy. Although, secretly, the joke was Michael Steele got the job running the Republican Party because the Democrats just voted a black guy as president, so here's our black guy. Michael Steele, who's a very accomplished person, uh, probably had the talent to actually run things if it weren't run by a bunch of people who are constantly trying to blow themselves I'm not even going to use that metaphor. Never mind. The St. Louis Cardinals, many of the players, Kevin Durant and Odell Beckham Jr., joined to make $38 million in the kitty for an eSports capital raise. Now, these guys play real sports, but they're putting money into other ventures, eSports, watching guys play video games. This is a big thing, even though it seems like it's not such a big thing. Watching people play Madden is a bigger deal than you'd think as opposed to watch people play the real game on the field. Now, the actual money is not so much in the teams like a franchise. The actual money is, is in building your own league, making a league of people to join into and play for competitions because they have to be into the workings there. We'll see how this works out in anybody's money. This falls in line along the Bitcoin thing on whether it actually will pay off in the long term or not. Going to the 14th story, I'm sorry, going to the 15th story, Clueless actress Stacey Dash, she may not be clueless in anything else, but she's maybe clueless in running for office. She's running for Congress. That was totally butchered. 
Stacey Dash, now that she's out of a job for Fox News after spending a few years doing commentary, which people were wondering how she got the job in that case, is going to run for Congress in California. We will see how that happens and how that works out. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. We're just going to wrap this thing up this week. It's been a very long week. Next week we'll have more of a format, more of a purpose, more life to us. And we'll do this thing as we almost always do or as we will always do going forward. We'll figure it out with the change that is the coming. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Share it with some friends. Share it with some enemies. Share it with a few random strangers. It's been a while since I said that one. And make sure you are giving us any ratings and reviews that you possibly can. We'll take all the input that we can to make this thing continue to go on. Because we will continue doing the conversation. The podcast just will be a little bit different going forward. That's, that's the plan. In the meantime, thank you so much for being with us one more time. And be with us again next weekend as we go through the stories of the week from top to bottom as you put them in there because of your response via the conversations from thisisconversation.com. <laughs>